Covering the crew all season long on WTMJ, it's Brewers Extra Innings. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios in downtown Milwaukee at the Avenue, here is your host, Dominic Catronio. I've been nervous to declare what I'm about to say for a long time, but after a 5-2 victory, after a clutch hit, Miami Yelich might be back, guys. I, I think he's back. Uh, I'm not saying 2018-2019 Yelich is walking through that door, but the guy that they thought they were acquiring when they traded for him is back. Christian Yelich had himself a night. He continues to have a great, great first half. I'm Dominic Catronio. Brewers win 5-2. to two. There is just something special about forcing New York fans to boo their team in their ballpark. Gosh, I love it. Fires me up, man. Mmm. Sounds great. What a win. Brewers win 5-2. Christian Yelich clutch single to get some insurance there. Uh, Brewers bullpen again dazzling. Wade Miley had one bad inning, and they had to pull him after it. We'll break all of that decision down with Craig Kishon coming up in just a little bit. Five runs, nine hits, no errors for the crew. Two runs, seven hits, no errors for the Mets. The Brewers went three for nine with runners in scoring position. Three for nine. And if you may sit down, that's not that good. Uh, It's 3-33. So... That's darn good. You go three for nine, you're doing something right, okay? You're not going to go five for eight every game. That's just not going to happen. And that was the Achilles heel, right? The Brewers coming into this game were one for 19, one for 19 with runners in scoring position in this series. They had loaded the bases five times prior in this series until Yelich came up in that big seventh inning. Yelich with the clutch single, only the second hit. Brian Anderson had the other hit yesterday. Man, they needed that. They they needed that from Yelly. And how often do you get the guy you exactly want up in that situation? Kuda, I mean, sounds like Weimer's hand is going to be okay for now. There's going to be swelling. We know that. We'll hear from Craig Council in just a little bit. We'll also get some reports from the clubhouse, from Adam McCalvey and from Kurt Hogue. But looking at this win for the Brewers, breaking it down, uh, the bullpen continues to shine. 14 in the third, consecutive scoreless innings, going back to the run that was allowed by Matt Bush against Cleveland. Bryce Wilson, an inning in two-thirds, earned this win. Absolutely clutch performance from him. Hobie Milner got the lefty out that he was asked to, got on the strikeout. Elvis Peguero, business as usual in the top of the in the uh, bottom of the seventh inning. Yoel Piams in the eighth, Devin Williams in the ninth. Goose eggs. My favorite stat, though, my favorite stat from tonight is the walk column from the bullpen. In a one-run game, zero walks from the bullpen. That was the key of this one. Didn't allow free base runners. This game was tight. The Brewers did not trail in this game, but they also were hanging on by the skin of their teeth. It would have been another 1-1 win. They're 13-4 and in one-run wins this season. And one-run games, I should say. And the Mets are 12-14 and 14 in one-run games. You could tell that in that seventh inning. Buck Showalter got ejected. The Mets went 0-6 with runners in scoring position. Christian Yelich went 3-5 with the clutch double. Two runs batted in. Struck out on a pitch that wasn't a strike. He had himself a great, great, great day. Overshadowing a good day on the other side. 
by Tommy Pham as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. If you want to join in here on the program, Craig and Sean joining us in just a little bit. The, the bullpen continues to be just... It, it, it's so hard to quantify how much it's meant because you look at war. War for a reliever is so hard to accumulate. And the Brewers really don't have that much war for the relievers. So I'm trying to explain it. Why is their war so low? Well, there have been times that they just haven't had leverage situations, right? They've been they've been entering the game already trailing. And then you had a couple of blowouts that really blew out some of those numbers. But the emergence of Yoel Piams and Elvis Piguero, what a development. And I don't want to read too much into the Peter Strzelecki move today. I saw some folks overreacting to that. And I'll, I'll talk with Craig about this. The The move to put Peter Strzelecki down isn't 100% performance-based. It really isn't performance-based. He's an optionable reliever. They're going to a six-man rotation. So they would ideally like somebody with a little more length available to them coming out of that bullpen. So they go with Thomas Pannone. They already have their leverage guys. Their 7-8-9 is locked down now. Piomps, Piguero in some fashion, and then Williams in the ninth. Matt Bush will throw the sixth or the fifth. Bryce Wilson can throw multiple innings. Hobie Milner is your left-on-left, and Pannone can give you length as well. If there was somebody that can give you length, it wasn't going to be Strezlecki. And because he's optionable, he gets sent back down. He will be back very soon. The, Bre- the Brewers do not have another off day until the All-Star break. So a week and a half left of this, they're going to go six-man rotation for the last week and a half and then figure out where they stand uh, coming out of the break of what they want to do. All of this obviously depends on Brandon Woodruff's health. He threw another bullpen yesterday. Get that update coming as well. The Brewers, sometimes you get just enough. And it even didn't even feel like that big of a slugfest winner, but they still got over that magic four-run total. They continued to improve that mark. They got over four runs. They're a darn good team when they score at least four runs. Pulling up the numbers right now of what it takes, uh, what their record is when they score at least four runs in a game. Doing it live here on the uh, on the air is always good radio. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. The Brewers now are 37-6 and when scoring at least four runs. 37 and 6. That is the best winning percentage in baseball at 860. Four runs. That is all you need in 860 winning percentage when you score four runs. Six losses. That's the fewest in baseball when they score at least four runs. That's the sign of a good healthy bullpen. Not war, not ERA, not FIP, not strikeouts. How are you performing when you're given the lead? Are you keeping it? They are. The Brewers catches are not a comeback team. Their bullpen, all the questions about in spring training, I'm loving what I'm seeing right now from the pen. How do you feel about it? Let us know. 855-616-1620. Craig's going to join us in just a little bit. Uh, i got to talk about some of the uh, big moves as far as what the, what the starting rotation is going to look like, the big moments of this game. We're also going to have a, a breakdown of that f- huge 
double play in that fourth inning that Wade Miley somehow escaped with the bases loaded, nobody out, only allowing a run and escaping a great day from Tommy Pham. A lot to break down from a very fun win. We're with you until 10.30 tonight. I want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities. That's going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Just getting rolling on Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back. Brewers win 5-2. They've guaranteed no worse than a split in this series with the Mets. They're 42-38 and right now. Looking out in Baltimore real quick, live here on the air, Reds, Orioles, Reds are holding an 11-7 lead right now. They just blew it open in the extra innings. So uh, let's see what the uh, baby birds have coming up in the bottom of the 10th inning in Baltimore. So looks like the standings are going to remain the same today. By the way, the Astros are in a wacky game with the Cardinals down in St. Louis. It's 10-7. to uh, there were seven runs scored in the first inning, three by the Astros and four by the Cardinals in this one, and now a five spot in the eighth inning for the uh, Astros. Have them in the lead, ten to seven. The Cubs are losing at home to the Phillies, eight to four. They also lost yesterday. Pittsburgh beat up on San Diego. What is going on in San Diego? So Pittsburgh won seven to one. So the Central is eh, looks like the only two teams at the top are going to be winning today. Which you know the Brewers are trying to create some separation right now. And winning series and stacking up series, I said it at the start of this road trip. Seven and three, sign me up. You should be mad, angry, understanding that you can go seven and three on this 10 game road trip. Catching Cleveland at a good time, the Mets at a great time, and also trying to beat up on Pittsburgh, who you just beat up at your place last weekend. So let's see it, right? Now the Brewers are on pace to do that and get the job done. They'll have to beat Max Scherzer tomorrow, which is no easy task. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. couple of texts, uh, one here from the 262. Thoughts on the Weimer swing or no swing call? When Weimer checked his hands on that pitch, he probably went around at the top of the eighth inning on the clutch, uh, setting the stage for Yelich hitting the double. But... I don't want to be the umpire that has to make that call in that situation. I mean, the dude just got hit on the hand. You're telling me he has to go to go go back to the plate and hit? It's such a weird play, and the Brewers caught a break there. There's no way in hiding it. By rule of the law, yeah, he probably swung, but by the you know the unwritten rules, I I can't tell you the last time unless it was so clearly obvious, like the dude swung and he got hit in the leg. I mean, a hand is such a weird place to get hit, and you can't really tell what's happening. He dropped the bat. He ran out of the way. I don't know. Did the Brewers catch a break? Maybe. But make throw a better pitch to Christian Yelich. He sat on the sweeper, and he drilled it back up the middle, did the job against Adam Ottavino. I, I think he technically swung, though, so that's that's fair to say the least. Uh, another text here coming in from the 920. Hey, I love the way you give credit to the players, especially the bullpen, how well they're doing. Forgive me if I missed it, but why am I not hearing more correct counsel behind laying out the schedule for the players and who he's calling up in lieu of the situations? In other words, like to hear a lot more credit going to the skipper of the team. Hey, man, I, I gave counts plenty of credit the other night. I was all in saying he had a master class of a managing performance on Monday. We all owed Craig an apology on that. All owed Craig an apology on Sunday as well. The bullpen continues to shine. 
Don't believe the, the Twitter mob sometimes, okay? I'm a massive Craig Council fan. There are times I have disagreed with him, and I normally keep that internal. The one time I made that external was when the Freddie Peralta situation last week in Cleveland. But I still believe in Craig Council. And that's another reason why they're so good in one-run games. Managers. Managers can make a difference. I, th- I still think Buck Showalter is a very good manager. There's a lot of headlines swirling. It's life in New York as the manager. His owner was out there talking about his support for him and Billy Epler despite the slow uh, first half of the season. It's not easy to manage in New York. That's how I put it. But uh, I agree. Craig Council deserves a lot of credit tonight, the way he managed it. And also, furthermore, I'm glad you bring this up because he deserves credit for pulling Wade when he did, having trust in those middlemen of the bullpen, having trust in the longmen like Bryce Wilson, having trust to then have Hobie come in and face one batter in Brent Beatty and then go to his lockdown one, two, three, you know, seven, eight, nine of, of Pagero, Piomps, and, and Williams to finish off this game. I thought that was a great manager move to pull Wade when he did. 74 pitches isn't a lot, but it was only his third start back from injury. He only threw in the 60s his last start against Cleveland. He clearly did not have it in that fourth inning. And he was about to face the nine hitter to start off the fifth. So he's going to face the lineup a third time through. And clearly they had made the adjustment. And Council did not give them a chance to really hit him hard. The only guy that hit him hard today was Tommy Pham on a ball that still hasn't come down in Queens. I I give Craig Council a lot of credit for that. Text here from Ricky in Honey Creek. Another great win for the Brewers. They continue to dominate the New York Mets this year. They're 5-1 and one against the Mets. Christian Yelich may not be the home run type of guy this year, but he is certainly coming up clutch with hits when it matters. And he's great in the outfield. Colin Ray and Julio Tehran have been great pickups. Devin Williams, a, cl- a great closer this year. Piguero, Wilson, Piomps have been really solid to go Brewers. Hopefully Burns get better, and hopefully Woody comes back soon. I'm all for the positivity there, Ricky. Much appreciate the text. 855 855- 616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. The Brewers win 5-2. to two. We're saving like actual analysis here for when Craig joins us. But the first thing we're going to talk about is Craig Council, what he's doing. I've got some gaudy numbers to talk about with you. We're going to go over them coming up next with uh, Craig Kishan joining us. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Listening to Brewers Extra Innings, presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Brewers win 5-2. to two. We're going to get to talk a lot about Christian Yelich here coming up in the next segment. I'm Dom Catronio. Craig Kishan is with us as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Want to get to the hotline here real quick. Sean Intosa is live on the program. Sean, thanks for calling in. Hey, thanks for having me. I think heading into the halfway point, we really got to be happy where the Brewers are. We're in a division with a team that had some of the greatest teams of the 20th century and just had their longest winning streak in 80 years. And not only did the Brewers hang with them, we're actually up in the division. Um, Got to be happy where the Brewers are. Got to be. You're absolutely right. Spread that positivity around Milwaukee, my friend. Appreciate you calling in, Sean. I think the, the big thing, and Craig, I welcome you in on this. As we look at this... I look at this division, and the biggest reminder is everyone saying, oh, well, I mean, the Reds are doing what they're doing, uh, never going to win the division. Think about all that has gone wrong for the Brewers this year, and they're still within a half game of first. They, the farthest back they've been is two games, 
right? It's not like they've needed this Herculean run to get back into the race. Everything has gone wrong, and everyone has had to catch up to them. And that means as things start to turn up roses again with health on the way back, you have to figure they still are the favorites for this division. Oh, no. We got to get Craig's uh, mics all fixed up here. Well, the point that I'm trying to make, and he'll agree with me on this, is the fact that as, as bad as it's been, as frustrated as you've been at times, the Brewers are right there. And they haven't. Can you say definitively, I ask you this hypothetically, but definitively, all the adverbs, at 42 and 38, have the Brewers played their best baseball yet with this current roster? Now, I'm not including April because Garrett Mitchell, uh, you look at Woodruff was still on the roster for a couple of starts. You had uh, a, you know different moves and things of that nature. But you look at it, have the Brewers play their best baseball with this roster, with Winker, with Telez, with Yelich, with Adamas. I say absolutely not, and yet there's still four games above 500. We're going to try Craig again. Do you, how, how are we looking, Matt? Do you think we can get Craig on? I can hear I can hear Craig in the background. I think we can get him on. Oh no, he can't hear me. All right, we'll figure it out. Nonetheless, we'll uh, make it all work. A couple more texts that have rolled in here. Dave and McQuanago, is there a way to separate out the meaningful ERA of a bullpen? I'm tired of those meaningless stats being thrown around, such as the Brewers bullpen being bottom ten in the ERA. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Say it louder for the people in the back. ERA is a dumb stat for relievers. Dumb stat. Fielding independent pitching is okay. But I just, sometimes with relievers, the simplest stat to look at is the run column. Runs. And recently, what they've been doing recently, this team's not going to get a lot of strikeouts. But I'll get back to you on that. I wanted to talk about Christian Yelich, and Matt will get in my ear when we can get Craig Kashan's mic working here. But I want to talk about Christian right now. His batting average is up to 277, and I've been a hater of batting average for a very long time. I think batting average is dead. You can fight me on that. That's fine. I know I'm in the minority here. But in June, and I know I just said batting average is dead. In June, the dude's hitting 330. The dude's got a 427 on base in June. The dude's got a 511 slugging in June. That's a 938 OPS. Nine doubles, a triple, two homers, 12 ribbies, six stolen bases. Furthermore, he's got 16 walks this month. He had 22 in the first two months. He's become patient Yelly again. He's staying locked in. He's getting the pitch that he wants to hit. How many times do you see a guy sit on a breaking ball? And I, I'll ask this to Craig Kishon because I think we have him now. Craig, I'm just going to test the waters. Blink twice if you can hear me. <laughs> uh, kid, yes, I just did. <laughs> okay, perfect. We got him. We got Craig Kishon. Perfect. We're nice. doing a visual medium over the audio. I mean, I, I, I just want to talk Christian Yelich here. The dude sits on a breaking ball against a guy that is a signature breaking ball pitcher and lines it right back up the middle. Am I overreacting to say that Miami Christian Yelich, not 2018-2019 Christian Yelich, that Miami Christian Yelich is back? Oh, I like that, actually, uh, Dom. I really do because this is, this is what got the Brewers' attention what he's what he's doing right now and he was wearing uh, a Marlins uniform so I I do like that call um he looks he he really does look extremely professional uh in his hitting right now and and 
I'd said to both you and Tim Dillard during the middle of the game today, just the way he's spraying the ball the other way um, and the power he's got the other way here right now. You look at games like tonight, you know, where he gets his double early, then he gets a single. Uh, this guy's capable of hitting for the for the cycle again, in my opinion. I, I would not be surprised to see it again. You know, he's he's just built for it. And it, it came from vintage days of how he built his career with the with the Marlins and then and then he became a star with the Brewers to top it off and, and won that MVP. So I, I like that call. Looking at the numbers for Yelly, I mean three hits tonight. He hasn't done a lot of that this season. I'm just pulling up his game log right now to see how many times he's had a three hit night. That was only his uh, one, two, three, four, five, sixth three hit night of the season and three of them have come in the month of June. The dude is heating up when it's mattering. Uh, and furthermore, the teams responded to it. I, I mean, to have him this kind of hitter at your leadoff spot, right? He's not, he's not 19 yellow. He's not going to be hitting home runs like crazy anymore. We know that, but if he's playing like a well above average leadoff hitter. That's setting the table. And also kudos to Craig council last year, for saying, you know, when he was struggling and at his lowest point there in June at about this point last year, remember that national series where he put him in a leadoff spot and it was like, what are you doing? And he hit a leadoff homer, and he hasn't come out of the leadoff spot really at all since then. They knew what they had there, and they really might have unlocked the Miami version of Christian Yelich by putting him in a leadoff spot. Well, and, and you think about it, too, you take that a step further when you're making decisions like that, as is, is Craig Council had to do, as as I'm sure that he you know uh, conferred with his staff, uh, upper management as well. You're you're taking a guy and putting him in a spot that he hasn't been in a lot, but you're also thinking on the forefront: How can I take some pressure off this guy? A lot of guys aren't put in a leadoff spot to have any pressure taken off of you. I mean, it, it's you're the guy if. If you get on and do what he's doing tonight, you're the igniter of the team. And you're right when you say the other guys are feeding off of what he's doing. They clearly are. If he continues to get on base uh, at bat after at bat after at bat and, and gets this team in position, you know, out at second base, if he's leading off with doubles like we saw tonight, I mean, to me, if I'm a hitter, I'm, you know, I'm salivating to get up there in the batter's box and bring this guy in, get myself an RBI, get the team on the board. So, um, he's doing all the right things right now, but but you're right. It, it comes down to you know Craig Council saying last year this is this is where this guy belongs here right now. We all I, I also like what, what Craig says a lot with certain players that have been around for a while. Everybody evolves into something before they're done playing. Um, Craig did it. You can name any player that's played in this game a long time. They're not going to be the same person they were early. They're not going to be the same person they were even at their peak. But they can evolve into somebody, whether that's a hitter or a pitcher. And and we've clearly seen that over the last few years with Yelich. I I just love that he's always hit the ball hard. We've seen him unleash the speed a few times. He's taken his defense very seriously this year. He nearly made an epic catch in left field today. I I just... I think that this dude is a competitor deep down, and I know he's got an even keel personality, and he's not exactly the guy that's you know all over you know social media and doing all this stuff or anything like that. And 
I'm not saying he has to do that. I'm not criticizing anybody that does that. You float your boat. But Christian Yelich tapping into form can hopefully inspire the rest of this lineup because he can't do it alone, man. He cannot do it alone. Rowdy needs to get going. Willie needs to get going more consistently. It's good to see Winker get off the schneid a little bit today as well. But we'll talk a little more specifically about the game. But I wanted to make sure we give Christian Yelich his flowers because sometimes we can take that for granted after what we saw in 18 and 19 and all the stuff with the contract. Christian Yelich, this isn't like a low bar thing. He's a, a top 10 leadoff hitter in baseball right now. Well, he's got the it factor back. Um, and, I, you know, I don't use that phrase a lot with guys who are at an elite level and have been where Christian Yelich has been. I mean, he's almost led this team to a, a World Series appearance. He's won an MVP with this team. He, he was close to winning a second one. Um, he's, he went through a professional struggle for, for a couple of years and, and he's gotten it all back it, he's gotten it all back offensively and in the outfield, uh, the work ethic he put into making himself an outstanding left fielder again is not an easy thing to do. It, it should be an easy decision, but it's not an easy thing to do to accomplish it at the end of the day. And he's been able to do all of that, get that it factor back. With a capital IT, absolutely. Yes, sir, Craig Kishon. We're going to have our difference-making moment coming up next. A couple of texts have rolled in as well. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. More with Craig coming up after this on WTMJ. Now, more Brewers Extra Innings presented by Fifth Third Bank on WTMJ. Let's groove indeed. Brewers get the win 5-2 in Queens. They'll go for the series win tomorrow against Max Scherzer and company. I'm Dominic Catronio with Craig Kishon. Normally by now we've already done it, but let's do our difference-making moment of the game. It's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management, investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't actually need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning that's customized to who you are and what you need. AnnexWealth.com. Craig, uh, I've got my pick. It's early in the game. You may have a pick different, but I'll let you have the floor first. All right. Well, uh, I know there was a big one earlier in the game. There's no question about that. Uh, I don't know if that's the one you have, but I'm going to go on the offensive side for Milwaukee since it's been a struggle to uh, string good at-bats together. Uh, And tonight we saw a lot of occasions with two outs where the Brewers came through with runs. No bigger, though, than to me in the eighth inning, the the tack-on runs after the 3-2 lead with two outs, nobody on in the eighth. Anderson's double to get things going. Perkins walked to get on base. Weimer gets hit by a pitch in the hand. Big, scary moment there. Set up Yelich's uh, two-RBI double, or I should say single. Uh, But I I think that's big, Don, because this team needs to – do some things to build its confidence somehow to continue to score runs. And and there haven't been many in a lot of games. I mean, they've won two to one and five to two in this series, uh, but it still all boils down to that good pitching, even Wade Miley here. But I, I'm going to go with that for my uh, turning point uh, clutch moment of the game. My moment is a little bit obscure. So the obvious answer is that five, four, three double play, right? To get, 
out of the inning in the yep. fourth, and Owen Miller with his off step there throwing to first base. But it's obscure because it's a specific pitch in that at-bat. We all know Wade Miley's command was way off in that inning, right? And after the mound visit, he got it going against Brett Beatty, and he struck him out looking. Uh, and then Mark Canna was at the plate. Mark Canna is in the lineup to hit the left-handed pitcher. He is DHing, right? And he has seen the man struggle with command, and the fact that he swung at the first pitch and fouled it off, I think gave Miley the confidence saying, okay, my stuff's still good enough. I can throw a strike. I'm fine. I've already got this dude to ground out once. Let's go. And he got on the ground into a double play. I, I think that specific pitch is what settled Miley down to get the pitch he needed to do. When you think about the fact that, I mean, Brewers fans know the feeling, you get bases loaded, nobody out, and you only get one run across, that's the game. That's the game. I mean, it doesn't matter yeah. what happens beyond from there. It was a 2-2 two to -two game, but you just knew, oh, the Brewers only gave up one run, they're winning this game, which is a feeling that I think sometimes it, it, it's escaped the Brewers. They haven't had a feeling like that in a long time, where even though the game's tied, they knew they were going to win. See, and, and that, that goes to my point with, with my moment in the eighth inning because you can't have a – this team right now isn't at a point where a single moment like we're talking about here happens very often. And they don't blow a lot of leads, that's for sure, late. Uh, they, they have a little bit here and there, but it, that's not their M.O. Their M.O. has been, uh, unfortunately, not scoring runs when they needed it. And tonight – all the two-out clutch hitting um, in, in the base presence with two down, to me, is huge. This is the boost I think this team needs here right now, and I hope to you know what, they can build on it uh, again tomorrow night and get this final game of this, what seems to be a full week in New York. It's going to be a lot of fun. Craig Kishon, thanks as always for your time, my friend, and staying with us, hanging through the technical difficulties. We're short on time tonight, but appreciate you as always, my friend. Tomorrow night. All right, Craig Sean on the program. Before we go to break, though, want to get to Steve, who's been waiting patiently on the line. Steve in Milwaukee, you're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Hi. Um, I'm going to take you guys to task a little bit here. Um, do you believe Craig Council can take this team to a World Series? As in his managing talents or the current roster as it's constructed? His managing talents. 100%. Craig Council is one of the best managers in baseball. The reason it gives me that feeling, it's a good oh. question. It's, it, the reason it gives me that feeling, game management, the way that he understands how to use his bullpen, the way he understands how to use his bench, he's always keeping guys in the know of their roles. And that's the other part. The, the follow-up is the players know their role. The players aren't shocked by their manager. They love their manager, and they always are in a position to succeed. The reason why I ask with this roster or not, because I don't know if this roster can win a pennant. I really don't. They need offense, man. They need it bad. They can't win every game 2-1. to one. They can't win every game 3-2, to two, right? Uh, the reason why they're winning games, the reason why there were four games over five hundred, and they've steadied the ship with all these injuries, right, is because of Craig Council. I think it's okay, I think but his it's, legacy it's on this team, his, mm -hmm. his legacy with this team is he's on in, inability to beat under five hundred teams. He just beat. He just won two out of That's three his so legacy. far. Let's let the dude play. Let's are let the, the Mets play. under? under are the Mets under five hundred? Yes, they are. Are the were the Oakland A's um, and um, the and the Twins? I mean, six games in a row. 
and it's been that way for years. The inability to, to hit left-handed pitching for years. He's not years. the one in the box, man. He's not the one in the box. He's the manager. He's not the one in the, the box. The, 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 the pitchers, pitchers coming into camp with arm injuries. How does that happen? He's not the man on the mound. All right, you're done. All right, Steve. You tried. I gave you a chance. Appreciate the, the passion. But, dude, come on. Let's be real for a second, right? He's not the one. A guy coming with an injury, you think Craig Council threw his arm out? No, that didn't happen. Thanks for the call. We're going to hear from the manager coming up next, though. Stay tuned. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Is Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back. We're running short on time. Got about 15 minutes left in the program. I'm Dom Catronio. Our program is brought to you in part by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home this summer with Cider. Don't wait till it's too late for your AC preventative maintenance. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Uh, we're going to hear from the manager. Here's Craig Council. Apparently can't beat... I know, it's his legacy, 500 teams, but this whole road trip's under 500 teams. He never took a series from the Guardians. Now he's en route to taking a series from the Mets. He's going to have another series with the Pirates coming up. So we'll see. Here's the manager. Well, I mean, I thought I thought the bullpen, um, doing what they did, five scoreless innings, and, um, you know, Bryce getting us, getting us through that sixth inning to um, – I thought it was a big deal um, getting Fam and Alvarez there and, and setting up Holby or getting two of those three guys out. So I thought he did a heck of a job. Um, and then yeah, I mean, and then I thought Jesse's hit in the first inning. You know, we we we've um, put pressure on them in both first innings of the game, not scored, um, and then we come up with a big hit in the first inning to to give us a lead. So. Um, yeah, but it, you're right. There was a lot of moments in the game. I mean, Wade working out of the fourth inning. You know, if it's it's tie game, bases loaded, nobody out, and and we keep the game there. Um, and he made some big pitches uh, to get out of it. Brian made, a, Brian had a heck of a defensive game again. Um, some some really nice plays. For Jesse, uh, for Jesse as a whole, I think the year hasn't been great for him, but it seems like these timely hits are. Sort of yeah, I mean, I thought he swung the bat well tonight. I mean, I thought the, the breaking ball against Rayleigh just missed one there too. Um, so he was on he was on the barrel tonight, really good. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, he has had some timely hits for sure, and that was a big one tonight. When he went to the bullpen, when he did, was that reflective of just Wade sort of struggling with his own? Yeah, it was just it was just such an uncharacteristic inning. Um, a lot of pitches that inning. Um, you know, in my mind, we didn't have many pitches left. So it, it, it and with the, who was coming up in the lineup, just made sense. His ability, though, to kind of buckle down and get out of that inning with a tie—that's kind of like emblematic of of Wade as a pitcher, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it was like I said, very uncharacteristic inning. Um, but you know, nothing didn't didn't give an inch, right? Um, made some huge pitches to get us out of it so um you know he 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 wanted to go longer he wants you know and that's frustrating you know that inning was frustrating for him but you know that's what i told him when he went he gave us a chance to win because of that inning too um so just giving up one run there you know not 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 a pretty inning and it was really similar to freddie's inning the other day um where you you buckled you know you not going the way you want, kind of lose command of the zone, struggling throwing strikes, um, but you don't give in, and 
and give us a chance to win. Give him a chance to win, to say the least. Uh, you can hear the full comments from Craig Council. Retweeted it at Dom underscore Catronio, D-O-M underscore C-O-T. R-O-N-E-O. But up next, we got highlights to get to from a fun 5-2 win in New York. Stay with us. Brewers Extra Innings. Coming up for this. Get up! This. Get up! And this. Get out of here! Go! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. The Brewers had Wade Miley back on the mound today, and he started off with a lead early in this one, thanks to Jesse Winker. The pitch. Line drive left center base hit. That's going to go to the gap and all the way to the wall. Yelich is in. Adamas will score all the way from first as Jesse Winker delivers a two-run double, and the Brewers have taken a 2-0 lead. Jeff Levering back here on WTMJ on the calls before Miley even touched the baseball. He was pitching with the lead. He ran into some trouble, though, allowed a solo homer to Tommy Pham, then allowed a bases-loaded walk in the fourth. Still with only one out and the base is juiced. He's on the ropes, but his defense saves the day. And the 2-2. Ground ball, one hops the glove of Anderson to second for one. On to first in time. Anderson starts up the double play and the Brewers get out of it. Wade Miley only gives up one run in a tense and stressful bottom of the fourth. Lane Grindle's call there. They somehow escape, but they're still holding a 2-2 tie. A leadoff double from Owen Miller in the sixth, and then the new guy, Blake Perkins, cashing it in. Line drive base hit left field. They're going to send Miller. He's around third. Fam will hold up and throw to second base. The Brewers take the lead. And it's a, a lead that they would not. single into left by Blake Perkins. Milwaukee leads 3-2. to two. Sorry, Jeff. It's okay, buddy. I, I'm sorry. Forgive me. It's going to be all good. Hey, so the Brewers get a 3-2 lead. They're not going to blow this one. They had the bases loaded after a scary hit-by-pitch to Joey Weimer. Christian Yelich, the hottest hitter on the crew at the plate. Here's the pitch. Swing and ground ball hit towards the middle. It's through a base hit. Anderson scores. Perkins will score. Weimer ends up at third. Some huge insurance for the Brewers to make it 5-2. And that would be the final as Piguero, Pyomps, and Williams would shut down the final three innings. Wilson earns the win. Hobie Milner also gets a hold as well. The Brewers win 5-2. They'll go for the series tomorrow against Max Scherzer and the mighty, rich Metropolitans. We'll wrap up the show coming up right after this on WTMJ. Wake up. All right, about 90 seconds left in the program here. Brewers get the victory. Do want to say quick thanks to Steve for calling in. I appreciate the passion, honestly. I, I don't want him to think that I'm going to bed angry or anything like that. But you, you got to come prepared, right? The the Mets are under 500. The Guardians under 500. He's absolutely right about the Oakland A's series. I'm just as mad as him about that Oakland A's series. But the thing is, if the dude's winning and and you still want to pull him down, I, I can't help you there. And the manager can try to set his team up for success. And there's also front office management that helps the manager set that up too. But if players aren't performing, it's always easier to fire the manager. That's the life of the, of the way it goes. And I don't think Craig Council deserves any of the blame that's been happening to this up-and-down start for the Brewers. But he's been a reason they've been riding the ship lately, part of the reason anyway, and better performances. The bullpen has been awesome. Yelly has been awesome. Good to see Winker get back on track here a little bit. 
as well. Should be a frenetic stretch down the uh, down the first half, and we hope to see you pack the house coming up next week for the Fourth of July holidays. You know the the four game set coming up with the Chicago Cubs. But first at hand, the finale in New York, last game of the year against the Mets against Max Scherzer. Our coverage starts at five thirty five for a six ten first pitch Central Time right here with Adrian Hauser on the mound for the crew. My thanks to Craig Kishan and to Matt Sossler, our producer. I'm Dom Catronio. Until next time, keep on swinging.